G'day everyone, Carl here with another morning walk on KZPT Audio. Today I'm going to be walking with uh, Jackson Guren, uh, someone that I've been been following for a little while now. He's a personal trainer um, out of Hammers Gym in Nunawading, Melbourne, and I have to say, for a 20-year-old kid, you have to say is is just incredible. Um, at the size and the strength that he has. And so essentially what's been happening with me is during this time, obviously a lot of gyms have been hit by this pretty hard and what's been going on. So I've been working alongside Hammer's Gym with a couple of other personal trainers to try and deliver something that people can do at home. Uh, There's gonna be uh, nutritional advice there's going to be a lot of home workouts home exercises you can do um a lot of muay thai stuff which is what they really specialize in from um uh, anything from mixed martial arts to muay thai kickboxing it's it's actually quite an incredible setup and quite an incredible gym to be honest and yeah so they've been working really really hard to get some awesome stuff out there to i guess give to people that are going to be struggling during this time and you know just to keep keep some personal trainers and you know gym instructors and everyone in a job basically you know it's god knows what's going to happen from here so it's really awesome stuff this is where i met jackson officially um i've seen him around before that but this was the first time i actually got down to sit and talk with him and yeah just incredible we did like a 10 minute talk just on nutritional advice for for the hammers at home workouts and as soon as we did that, I knew that I wanted to get him on and have a chat because for 20 years old, he knows exactly what he's talking about and to get the size that he is and to get as strong as you are, you have to know what you're talking about and you have to be practicing what you're preaching. So I hope you enjoy this. Uh, hopefully it's insightful and yeah, let's get it. Oh man, he's made it in. All right, you there? There he is. How you doing? Ah, uh, good. Thanks yourself, mate. How you been? Ah, uh, I haven't been too bad, man. Just ready for the morning walk. <laughs> yep, yep. Same, same. Just uh, getting those daily steps in. That's the stuff. All right. Um, so I just gave you a, a pretty a pretty good intro just before you jumped on. But just for just hearing it from yourself. So basically what I was saying was, yeah, I, we met last, we met pretty much yesterday officially. I saw you a couple of times before yep. that. But um, yep. we were able to have a little bit of a training session somewhat together. Not that I was keeping up weight-wise at all. <laughs> um, and... <laughs> And um, yeah, we got to we got to sit down and have like a, a probably five ten minute um, chat for the Hammers at Home workouts, talking nutrition, talking just a couple of strategies yep. that people could take on board. And yeah, as soon as as soon as we sat down and did that, I just knew we had to get you on board and you know pretty much tell people and have that open up that conversation of how people can feel their best, look their best, and yep. you know anything that you're doing at the moment that can help people out. Oh, well, I'm very flattered, Carl. Thank you for definitely having me on the podcast today. Really appreciate it as well. So, um, yeah, it's been great uh, to really, you know, uh, 
go a bit more in depth about everything now as well. I really can't wait to get into it. Oh, absolute pleasure, man. Um, look, let's start off with um, your age, which is where I really want to start at because that's just mind blowing okay. in itself. Um, and along with some of your biggest lifts that I was seeing yesterday. Yep. Um, currently right now, I'm 20 years old, turning 21 in a few months, but um, born in 99. So I've uh, been training for a fair few, uh, well, not a fair few years, maybe four to five years right now. But um, with my current heaviest lifts, if we're coming from a powerlifting standard, I have a 172.5 kilogram competition bench, a 300 kilogram deadlift, and a 290 kilogram squat. We we're very close to that 300, but I was just maybe about a couple of centimeters off depth. But look, it is what it is. So, you know, I could always come back to that if I'd like to. But, uh, you know, right now, it's really good to get back into the bodybuilding train, I guess. Okay, awesome. So let us go down that path because so you've you've competed in powerlifting and and bodybuilding. Uh, so yep. bodybuilding was first, I am correct. Yes, it was. Um, I got into bodybuilding around the age of sixteen, um, just by seeing all the magazines with you know typical Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, also, there was another specific one with Branch Warren, and uh, I remember seeing him, and I thought it was just incredible see people have that much muscle mass in their frame after years of dedication and working incredibly hard and you know really inspired me to you know to give that a go and really sort of push past something that is you know almost sought to the general population almost impossible and um you know definitely this is a very long-term sport but within itself absolutely you know, it's, uh, you know it's a great it's a great sport to, to get into even though it's not the easiest you know so um yeah yeah it's really good to you know, get uh, into bodybuilding first. I really loved uh, the competing aspect as well. And it sort of made me get that itch, you know, after doing powerlifting again, really wanted me to get back onto, onto stage, you know, getting leaner, enjoying the whole process within itself, just a little bit more than the reward. But uh, yeah, it's great. I think, and yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think when it comes to bodybuilding, and I guess powerlifting to an extent as well, it is such a, a long a long process that you really do have to enjoy that more than the actual end result um so from there if you had to pick one from here on in was was powerlifting something that you just got into as an off-season thing for bodybuilding or did you genuinely want to go down that route which do you would you say you enjoy more well <laughs> pretty actually pretty funny story um i sort of actually got roped into powerlifting not in a bad way but um okay <laughs> In a good way, basically, started training out of Pro Raw Gym a little bit as well. Um, you know, it was sort of new, so my friends decided to say, hey, come to this gym. It's also a bit of a powerlifting gym. We've got a lot of weights, really, really good equipment as well. You know, I'm like, okay, you know what, let's give it a go. See how it is, you know. Won't do any harm just having a one session there. And, um, and it eventually led up to uh, having my old powerlifting coach, Matthew Prokak, check him out at Airy Strength. He's got an incredible, incredible team. Great people and he's an amazing coach with himself. Uh, basically, he just came up to me and said, look, um, basically gave me some form cues, open your hips, knees out, brace before each lift, and bang, I was, you know, PBing at the end of that day, and I just wanted to get the 300 kilo squat, 300 kilo deadlift, see how I'd go over that off season, because I actually originally wanted to compete this year. But um, okay. you know, I got so, so in love with the intricacies of powerlifting within itself that it sort of really really wanted me to keep on you know lifting heavy compounds i love that whole uh, that whole motion of how 
you know, consistently it's about the technique patterns as well. You know, even though bodybuilding, of course, has those, you know, notions that you can focus on, but I really love that whole area with powerlifting, how, you know, it's three movements, incredibly basic, but it's so in-depth and it's so specialized and personalized to each individual. 100%. And you're looking at each individual limb and each individual position and trying to optimize it in the best way possible. And you know what? Like, I think... I think that uh, the actual techniques themselves, they may not be optimized for hypertrophy, you know, to actually get as many muscle fibers that are working, but, you know, just getting used to putting that much weight underneath or on top of your body, Ooh, yeah, uh, I think is, I, I, yeah, and I think it just, it really sets a good foundation. And I think that's why a lot of people, well, I guess the more successful bodybuilders do focus at least a little bit of their time in the powerlifting yep. scene so what was your um what was your sort of your weights before actually stepping into pro war pro war gym and working on them there what were you, what were your numbers looking like before that oh they weren't looking very good carl i'll tell you that <laughs> nah, um well the thing is is that i never actually had a really a specific coach when it came to strength training or movement patterns um i originally though came across the actual sport of powerlifting through one of my friends, Victor Isofetis. He used to be a IFPF world champion in the sub-junior class. Um, and originally through him, you know, he loved talking about powerlifting and I started to get into it as well. And, um, you know, so through there, that was also another method on how I enjoyed the training. But um, when it came to my previous lift, uh, I was sitting around maybe like 140, 150 kilogram bench. So nothing, you know, nothing too impressive with my lifts. But you know, I was what, 19 at the time. Had maybe like a 230. <laughs> I think I think a lot of people are laughing at you right now. <laughs> That's crazy, um, man. That is crazy. I did have a very strong squat, but the problem was that I didn't know how to one hit depth. So I think that if it came to real depth, I probably had a 240 squat sleeve. So I wasn't that, you know, impressed with anything. Um, and with the deadlift, I was at around 280 kilos, 270 on a on a power bar. So it's almost like a stiffer version of a bar, not like a deadlift bar. Yep. But um, yeah, so the thing was is that it wasn't about, you know, just jumping up incredibly in weights each week, even though we were doing that to see how far we could really push it. But when it came to the squats though, um, I jumped up from my very first session of pro roll was 260 kilos. And three weeks later, we're at 295 kilos squat. No, 292, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely so. incredible thank you <laughs> uh, that's that's just mind-blowing i love that stuff so going forward now so obviously we were talking yesterday and one of your main goals now is the arnold classic of 2021 am i correct yes that is correct yep awesome so going from here you're looking at about 12 months out roughly yep are you going to be doing a little bit of a i guess a hybrid training program are you just going to leave it all into the hands of your coach how hands-on are you with the uh, programming aspect of it well definitely um i still love implementing uh big compound movements into bodybuilding i think that regardless of who you are i think it's a very good staple into your training um, you know, Absolutely. again, everyone is very specialized on how they train, what's best for them, how they respond well. But um, for me, my my body grows incredibly quick when it comes to doing big squats, heavy deadlifts, and also heavy bench press. Um, but I've sort of moved away from doing heavy flat bench press, um, more so moving into like an incline, 
um, as you know, it benefits more my um, my clive clavicular insertion, so basically my upper, upper chest. Um, but when it comes to this, I think that you don't have to do them every day, you don't have to do them every week. But I was told by a great bodybuilder that you know what, you don't need to be strong to be a good bodybuilder, but if you're strong, it can make you a great bodybuilder. And that was something I was always, I always remember throughout my whole career of this sport. But um, you know, that's a classic, great line. Yeah. So with classic physique, though. Um, it doesn't really matter too much on strength. I'm not too worried about that anymore. Um, I'm just, you know, we'll see where it takes me. But um, right now when it comes to training, I'm really happy that I've sort of developed a good staple with strength. But um, yeah, we'll just see where it goes over the next 12 months. Also with the off season, yeah. 100%, and you know what? Like, I guess now strength doesn't have to be your main focus as far yeah. as putting more weight on the bar every single week but yeah. building up that foundation beforehand and actually being able to put the weight on the bar anyway like for example i saw you yesterday 100 and what was it 180 kilos for 13 reps 14 reps oh, something like that i think it was like 10 or yeah well either way it looks awesome um well, so now i want to go back a little bit and talk about what you know so obviously you would have started when you were about 15 16 getting into training was there anything in particular that you know what made you get into it was it you know purely friends based and a little bit of peer pressure or did you find it yourself and absolutely loved it well it's incredibly strange actually because uh again it's you know it's sort of something that sort of came out of out of nothing it was completely random um it originally started with me absolutely loving football australian football afl footy um you know i was playing tac in oakley Chargers, which is uh sort of like a rep squad basically i was through there i wanted to um eventually play afl i really really wanted to play uh, uh play afl amongst you know the best players in the country um i always loved that, that type of sport and i developed myself pretty quick i got very tall you know my aerobic capacity increased um you know and i really just again enjoyed the whole point of you know kicking goals and all these kinds of different things um but when it came to eventually towards the end of my career with that um i was around 16 at the time and unfortunately i just stopped having a love for the sport i always wanted to eventually go to america and actually play uh american football so i always loved that yeah, right. coming to you know american high school and you know playing nfl there or you know eventually playing like ncaa um college you know which would always always intrigued me so it originally started with that, and then after that football was done, at the end of 2015, I started to get into weights, and I had a home gym, and I probably should have kept it now. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> with, uh, with the home gym, um, it was about up to maybe $10,000, $13,000 worth. So we had a lot of machines, heavy dumbbells up to 50 kilos. We pretty much had the whole thing. Um, but when it came to that, I started to get to like, you know, big compounds, deadlift, squats, bench press, all those different movements, overhead press, um, the snatch, the clean, all those different really big compound five basic movements. Um, but it originally, you know, started to lead on to that when I became very strong pretty quickly. Um, I was progressing really well and I loved my training and uh, and eventually started with seeing Hammer's gym. And I'm like, hmm, this might be a good gym to start out of. And uh, unfortunately, <laughs> parents were a little bit reluctant at first. <laughs> You know, 15, 16-year-old oh, yeah. coming straight to a brand new gym and, you know, doing something incredibly different. They weren't very uh, supportive of that. But over time, you know, when um, training was going really well, they eventually started to become very supportive. So I'm very grateful for that. But, uh, yeah, so pretty much from football 
to American football, then to weights, then to bodybuilding. So yeah, very strange story, but yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, wow. Well, look, I guess like being 20 is NFL, AFL completely off the cards for you now? Like have you actually lost a love for it or have you just sort of seen that you're, I guess, more proficient and you can grow so easily so that would be something better to get into? Well, I think that with football, uh, AFL football, um, I, my passion sort of, uh, it sort of deteriorated a little bit because I feel like as if almost that, you know, I wanted to do what made me really happy and I found that long term, I wanted to do something that overall would benefit me a lot more um and i found that with football it wasn't really something i agree with but something more so that i just did as a hobby more so but over time um developing into and the, the injuries man yeah, definitely Far a lot out. of injuries occurred throughout that whole time but um you know i was very grateful that was almost like a stepping stone for me and um you know because when things end it doesn't mean that you know your opportunities close like there's a saying you know one door closes, 10 more open pretty much. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, awesome. Um, well, look, I guess being where you're at at the moment and we were talking a little bit about it yesterday, you know, one of your main goals now is to actually get over to the US. Um, you actually went over last year for the second time um, and was training at Goals Gym oh, and, you know, with yeah, a lot yeah. of actually yep. incredible... Yep. Yeah, so only a few months ago. Yeah, go into that a little bit. So the kind of people that you met over there, what sort of training you were up to, because um, that yep. looked pretty awesome from your um, from your socials. Yeah, well, uh, basically, I decided to go to America again. Um, as I have a you know, fair few friends I developed over there, just through training, also at Gold's Gym. And, um, you know, I really enjoy going to the country. I love America so much, even though I do love Australia just as much. But um, you know, I always found that in terms of my career, I always wanted to move to America. Um, as you know, bodybuilding is incredibly large there, but it doesn't mean that bodybuilding can't get, you know, incredibly favored here as well. But, um, you know, I always enjoy going over there, you know, going to California, love the food. I definitely love in and out. So I'm a big sucker for that. <laughs> but um, basically, you know, um, I've got a few friends over there. One of my friends, he uh, actually competed at the LA Fit Expo, which was the Muscle Fest contest. And he, uh, he placed first in overall for his classic, um, for classic physique. Um, so now he'll be on oh, qualifier also for, um, for nationals. So basically when you win nationals, you win your pro card, which if you win overall. But um, when it comes to also some other people I train with, um, also train with my other bodybuilding coach, Kirk. Um, he is an incredibly uh, great guy. He also um, helped out Sergio Oliva Jr. a lot um, on his career a few years ago. Um, so, you know, Kirk really knows his stuff. Very knowledgeable guy. A lot of education when it comes to him um, and a lot of high volume hard workouts. <laughs> <laughs> As most bodybuilding yeah, ones are. Yeah. And do you, how do you find the, the difference between the two? Do you, would you say you prefer one start like powerlifting training over bodybuilding Ooh. training? Do you just see them as completely different entities? What, what would you say you enjoy more as a human? Um, if it really had to come to, you know, just like completely one different side of training, Overall, I'd probably um, implement more high volume because I think at the end of the day, bodybuilding is more focused around volume. You know, it's not about lifting as heavy as you can all the time. Um, you know, especially when it comes to that, I really like to jump in and just, you know, take the weights by the reins and just really go balls to the walls with that kind of um, that that kind of training, I guess. Um, instead of especially lifting, when you're yeah. surrounded with sort of people like that. Yeah, of course, you know, and I think it's a great vibe and. You know, you get really good pumps, especially from high volume, you know, even though you do with heavy lifting. But um, 
you know, at the end of the day, I find that, you know, it's not easy to lift uh, high volume. It's very, very difficult for a lot of individuals to keep up with that type, uh, type of training style. But, um, you know, I really feel like that overall, at the end of the day, long term, it really benefits uh, hypertrophy and bodybuilding. Yeah. 100%. Um, you know, I think, I think at the end of the day, the, you know, there's, there's a couple of, there's a couple of things that can make muscles grow and actually create that hypertrophy effect. But, you know, volume has to be there and muscle tension has to be there. So, you know, and I think they, I think they feel really good. And I think a lot of people should, I don't think enough people really focus on that side of things. Uh, you know, especially now with a lot of, um, group fitness training coming in, things like F45 and things like that. I think they, I think they're great for people to sort of get into the habit of exercising and they're great for people that are looking for fat loss yeah, of course. um but i think i think something that's missing from that aspect of training is the muscle tension yeah. and obviously that volume on actual specific muscles to make them grow so you know i think i think there's a bit of a disconnect there on what those sort of classes can provide mm, of course i definitely agree with that um you know, because again, you know, it's incredibly specialized and, you know, everyone's different individuals. So they can respond to different types of training uh, stimulus as well as, you know, different types of foods. Um, so when it comes to, you know, those both, uh, both kind of training styles, I think it's good to really experiment with both and see what works for you. Because I think that our bodies are always changing and evolving, you know, in this day and age. So I think that it's really important to take a hold of both of those two um, when it comes to programming for yourself. Um, really making sure that, you know, also regardless of what you're doing at the end of the day though, it comes down to intensity, which is such a big key on your determining your, your rate of change, you know? So, yeah. Absolutely. How, how important do you think uh, intensity is in the gym? So for example, if you, have two, if you have two people lifting the exact same weight, so let's say you and I go in there and, you know, I'm putting, I'm putting 120 kilos on the back, which is, you know, like absolutely killer for me, but you're lifting that same weight and we go up at the same progressions, but for yep. you, that intensity isn't the same. How important do you think that is for muscle growth? I think, I think intensity at the end of the day, is, you know, what separates the, the chance from the chumps. And, you know, not to be, <laughs> not to be, you know, very hard on what people think, but I think that at the end of the day, that's, you know, such a big factor that determines a lot of individuals on their rate of progress. Again, like I said previously, uh, earlier with, um, you know, with hypertrophy, muscle growth, also fat loss. But I think that when it comes to intensity in terms of, you know, if you have a, you know, another individual that either lifts more or can lift less than you, um, I think that, you, you know, regardless, you know, even if you want to train with your girlfriend, um, you know, at the end of the day, you can still match up the same intensity techniques. Just, uh, you know, having different changes in variables like loads, amount of volume on sets, also frequency, you know, you can change up a lot. But at the end of the day, I think that intensity is so key because, you know, a lot of people go throughout the gym, being on their phones, having a chat with everyone, you know, for 20, 30 minutes. And I think that at the end of the day, that's not really going to benefit you, you know, because your day is numbered. And at the end of the day, what are you going to be great with? What are you going to be happy with? Are you going to be happy that, you know, you're half fast at the gym every day, hanging out with your friends and, you know, having fun, or you can still have fun, work your absolute ass off work balls to the walls at the end of the day and be so happy and content with yourself that you know that you've done everything at the end of the day when it comes to those places. Absolutely. And you know what? Like, I, I really believe that, you know, 
it's it's more than just the physical adaptions that happen when you're focusing more on hard sets rather than just getting the volume in you know i see too many people follow a lot of programming and just you know finding things online where they say you know it's three sets of 10 and then it's four sets of 12 and then it's two sets of 50 you know they're really rigid and i think people get really stuck in that and finish that set on that 15th rep even if they have like another 30 left in the tank yeah. because that's what someone's telling them to do and you know one of the things that i really try and preach when i'm when i'm taking clients on or when i'm just talking to people in general is the hard sets is what's going to change the body you know so if you're getting closer to that failure point mm. and you know you're sweating and you're pushing really hard not only is it going to create better physical adaptions but i think the emotional adaptions to that and actually pushing through and persevering and yep. finding where that failure point is I think that creates a lot of character development and I think it's I think you know you can get so much more out of say a of 20 to 30 minute workout yep. focusing on that rather than being in the gym for like 2 hours and you know just going through the motions. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you on that, you know. Intensity is such a big factor on determining, you know, your intensity, your rate of growth as well. And I think that at the end of the day, you know, utilizing 30 minutes, in, you know, with a higher intensity is much more efficient than utilizing, you know, 2 to 3 hours of, you know, slacking it and half-assing it when it comes to training. And I think that you know, when it comes to those uh, final sets of failure, that really can determine, you know, again, a chance for the chump. Um, you know, people who don't want to do it, people who suck it up, get it done, you know, regardless if they like it or not, at the end of the day, you know, you've got to follow what you're told to do. And, you know, you've got to really push further on that 1%. Uh, that really defines you, you know, of, you know, what you're capable of as well. You know, because a lot of more people are capable of, you know, a lot more things in life. And they think that, you know, when it starts hurting, that's when you're done that is completely false <laughs> and I think that when it comes to <laughs> that's when it begins definitely, you know, it's, um, a big mindset factor that a lot of people need to change which you know it's not a bad thing to have that you know when you're um, when you're younger in life but I think over time you got to understand is that it's like a hard-boiled egg you know when it um, in comes uh, longer under heat longer under pressure it hardens you know that's how we are as humans as well you know I like to use that uh, anecdote I guess but um, I think that at the end of the day, man, you know, intensity is such a big key. So that's why I really love doing that, that high volume workout as well. Because you can also whack in, you know, a little bit of a heavier load in there as well, you know, just a little bit, but not much. If anything, man, that's, it takes, it takes a lot of balls to put that man of weight on your back and, and trust yourself to get it back up. You know, I think that, I think that's just as much intensity and builds so much, you know, builds so much of the character, um, you know, and allows you to put so much more intensity into the lighter weights because you have trust in yeah, yourself. Yeah, of course. And I think that especially, you know, when, you know, even, you know, doing like heavy incline press, you know, like you gotta, you gotta have the, the, I guess the mental belief and willpower to know that, you know, regardless of what happens, you're gonna, that when that weight comes down, you're gonna bring it back up. And, you know, that's just the power of, you know, positivity, optimism, um, you know, not of course being an idiot, you know, throwing on 300 kilos on a bench press and expecting to lift it first go, but, <laughs> you know, really pushing, you know, just that 1% a little bit further than what everyone else would do, you know, really challenging yourself is, you know, we don't like to do that these days, unfortunately, anymore. And I think that I really like to look back on the 90s, 80s and 70s of the fitness industry and realize what they try to do is that they always try to challenge themselves when they made it fun. You know, at the end of the day, it was, it's of course about enjoyment. 
Hundred percent, and you know what? Like, you know, they all talk about when you when you go back and listen to the interviews of you know Ronnie Coleman and you know some of these really really big dudes. A lot of them weren't really tracking as much as what today's people are. You know, they barely knew how much carbs they were getting in. They didn't even know their calories or how many sets they were doing. They were just going balls to the wall, and that's what got them where they needed to be. Um, you know, that's why money is incredibly great there, especially for bodybuilding and powerlifting as well. Oh, 100%. There's, there were some amazing people that came out from there, um, you know, watching watching the documentary for, um, you know, Westside Barbell, you know, that's just, that sort of stuff is just gnarly, yeah, definitely. man. definitely. You know, I really enjoy the uh, quick-lifting uh, era of America. I think that, you know, that, that type of mindset is, you know, you got to be a little bit crazy, a little bit obsessed, but I think it's good at the end of the day, you know, because you're really pushing yourself to do what, you know, the majority would not do. And I think that, you know, I have great admiration towards any power to any bodybuilder, anyone in the fitness industry that's willing to challenge themselves, especially as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And look, so from here, you know, what I really want to deliver as a part of this yep. podcast is some practical help to people that are training from home at the moment. You've been blessed, and I guess we've both been blessed in a way that we're going to have some form of access to heavier weights and the compound lifts. And you know, our training won't necessarily have yeah. to train uh, change too much. But there's going to be a lot of people out there that have been stripped off their daily yeah. routines. They don't have any equipment whatsoever, and now they're frantically trying to get a hold of like some kettlebells some resistance bands and little stuff like that um what tips would you give to someone that's going to be training from home to maintain as much muscle mass as possible during this time and i guess you know if you have any tips as well for people that are trying to still you know stay on track and lose weight as well during this time of course and i think that when it comes to uh training at home especially when you know you're faced with these in this time of crisis and these issues is that you know, even emphasizing on bodyweight workouts, um, bands for resistance are incredible, you know. Um, they have really, really good kinetic pressure that you can have and it adds great resistance to the, uh, the exercises that you're doing as well. Um, and I think so also at the end of the day, um, utilizing almost any types of weights, regardless if they're heavy or light, um, you can definitely, uh, you know, get really, really good training in. And I think that making sure though, at least three, three times a week, three to five times a week of training, um, maintaining also increasing your daily steps of cardio, you know, like these morning walks, especially to increase your amount of food that you can ingest into your body. Um, keeping your protein incredibly high, um, you know, one to one to two grams per you know per pound of body weight, especially is very very efficient as well for um, for muscle mass growth. But I think though that you know having a limited access to equipment at the gym, um, you know, even just getting up to 20, 30 kilos in dumbbells, not even that getting some bands but also emphasizing on a lot of body weight exercises because I think that at the end of the day we neglect a lot of that and I think that that's a big staple and also determining um, hypertrophy as well so you know I really think that taking on those key different things um, you know are very very uh, I guess essential in understanding you know that we can build muscle mass at home because you know that's where I started I started at home even though I had a lot of exercise to my availability I started off with body weight squats body weight, um, pretty much body weight deadlift on a bar, so with my own body weight, um, and also just dumbbell pressing from the ground, even floor pressing, a lot of resistance band movements, um, you know, getting around your back, laying on the floor, chest pressing, you know, because uh, on the way up in the motion, eccentrically, you're going to increase um, a lot of kinetic uh, kinetic energy and force, so, you know, you're still going to get a good pump at, the, um, at home. 
hundred percent. And I, you know, everything you said there is is pretty much bang on, um, in my opinion. You know, I think I think for I think for most people, I think they're a little bit worried that they're not going to be able to put the same weights on the bar and they're going to be losing a little bit of muscle. Um, and you know, there is a motivation factor that I want to get into as well. But if we're talking specifically sort of physical right now, I think people are forgetting that you know it like i said it's about muscle tension and i see so many people that can bench that can bench press you know over two plates but their push-up form is still not like bang on you know and taking that and taking that time taking you know the next whatever time we have whether it's two months to you know to six months worth of you know having restricted equipment taking that time to actually learn how to do you know all the different variations of pull-ups all the different variations of push-ups and doing that i think people are really underestimating just how much uh how much growth that can really bring you know definitely and i think that because everyone these days is caught up with you know the weight of the load or the amount of reps that you have to do or even the tonnage at the end of the day but you know again it's about intensity 30 minutes you know five times a week can still maintain a lot of muscle mass and you can actually even build more muscle mass and hypertrophy speaking so um you know really don't underestimate the power of bodyweight workouts especially and also using little weights because at the end of the day it's bodybuilding it's not powerlifting you know if you're doing still doing powerlifting you can even maintain loads working up to you know sort of a heavier load if you have that availability to the equipment but at the end of the day you know that's not what it's about you know right now maintaining muscle mass seeing what you can do at, at home you know, utilizing what you can, you know? So I think that at the end of the day, there's a saying from Charles Darwin is that, you know, the ones that survive are not the ones who are the smartest or the most intelligent or, you know, the strongest. It's about the ones that can respond best to change. And I think they're responding to change is the biggest key that we have. 100%, you know, adapting to these times is what's going to get people through this. And, um, holy crap, that's a loud lawnmower, hang on. Um, yeah, I think people. I think the people that are going to be able to adapt during this time, and this is what, and this is the conversation that I'm trying to have yep. with a lot of people, right? It's look, during this time, your goals shouldn't necessarily be the same as what they were when the gym yeah, was available. You know, people are so are so you know locked up and be like, oh my god, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I'm you can't, you know, I'm not going to be able to train, and they're freaking out. But I'm like, hang on a minute. You have to go back to the reason why you trained in the first place. You know, there is a million and one ways. There's a million and one ways to get to the same goal. And, you know, if you come back to the raw reason to why you train, it's going to be very easy to manipulate the variables that we need to to continue that goal. Well, so from here, all I what I really want to go in now is sort of you personally because at 20 years old, you were telling me yesterday that your max weight was 130 kilos. That's that's pretty much yeah, where you got true. to. Yep. That's incredible. So I want to go a little bit more just into your specific macros um, and sort of how much you had to eat to maintain that weight and sort of how fast it's dropped off since. Um, taking that switch from full-on powerlifting going back into the bodybuilding side how fast that drops what changes you made to your food and then we're going to start wrapping up um well technically it was uh around 130 kilograms end of day but i was sitting around 128 um in regards to my food intake um i was definitely eating a lot i was eating around maybe uh along the line around 7,500 calories a day so um, the meal frequency was incredibly high. Oh, right, man. Uh, How many meals? They'll spread out about eight to nine yeah. meals. So I uh, get up pretty early, 
go to sleep pretty late. Wow. Still, you know, hit around seven and a half to eight hours of sleep a day. Um, so with that, wow. that was uh, around America. So I was just after my powerlifting meet. Um, I decided to just sort of have a bit of fun with my training, implement a bit more volume, you know, sort of get back to the, you know, the whole notion of bodybuilding again with pumps. Um, and also just really enjoy the, uh, the copious uh, amounts of food in America. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, and in, in response to change with that, I think that at the end of the day, I started also increasing my daily steps. To, um, you know, because during my time, I unfortunately did not really do much cardio. So in that regard, definitely keep up your cardio, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your daily steps are incredibly important. <laughs> um, regardless, not even just for, you know, in, not even getting leaner in regards to just general overall health for your heart, um, your cardiac uh, ability. So I think that with also those two different factors of, you know, increased intensity with training, not just in terms of load, but, you know, volume and also, you know, squeezing, you know, time on tension, all that kind of stuff, kinetic stress on the actual muscle itself, um, you know, and also increased with daily steps, you know, being out all day, resting a lot, especially as well, and getting a lot of food in. I think that, you know, I dropped uh, over the span of around six weeks, I dropped about eight, nine kilograms of uh, body fat. So, um, you know, dropped down to, you know, low 120, uh, high high teens in the body weight, but you know it really worked though efficiently, so it's really good. That's incredible. And so when you go to compete in the Arnold's, you're looking at doing classic physique. What is your estimated weight uh, for for that um, competition? Well, in terms of estimated weight, uh, right now we're just trying to see um, how much body fat we lose. So depending upon the ability to uh, see how long we're going to do this off season for as well. But um, making sure we're putting on lean muscle mass with a much more leaner body fat percentage. Um, but for next year for Arnold's, we're hopefully looking around 104, 105 kilograms. So, so that's roughly completed also with weigh-ins. But um, right now, we'll see how that goes in uh, in the intricacies of what we take under throughout this year. But um, right now, we'll see how we go. So right now, I'm around four, I think around 100 and... 16 kilograms, so I've got another five to eight kilograms of, uh, you know, body fat to lose, and um, we'll definitely reach single, single digit mark, hopefully. So, yeah. 100%, very, yep. very nice, man. And look, I think, I think no matter what happens from here, watching the way you lift yesterday, you know, and just, I guess, seeing the overall symmetry of your body, you do, there's not really a lot of weak points there. So <laughs> I think as the classic physique, I think you're going to have, I think you're going to have a lot of fun there, man. Um, wrapping up now, I'm going to have one, one question that I'm going to ask all my guests at the yep, end of this definitely. podcast. And what I really want to know is, fr- what I want to know is from you is if you had one piece of advice for people to look and feel their best, what would well, you tell them? In much one sentence um got a lot of things i'd like to say but i try to keep it short as possible um (laughs) i definitely think that at the end of the day it comes to your mindset and i think that your mindset is the biggest factor determining how your life in terms of the outcome can you know be applied i think that you know always making sure that you're positive and being grateful for the things that we aren't every single day you know waking up being grateful for three things in our life at the end of the day will make us more of an optimistic person and you know i think that at the end of the day being optimistic is, you know, what separates people also who are champions from, you know, people who don't make it very far in their life. And, you know, so I think that when it comes to your mindset, it's such a big factor on determining how everything goes in your life because, 
you know, you can also agree with a lot of other bodybuilders and also, to, um, you know, individuals who don't, you know, partake in fitness, you know, in other areas of life, you know, positivity is the biggest key. Believe in yourself because trust me, everyone is more accountable for what they think they are, you know. Everyone's more capable than what you think you are. So I think that at the end of the day, always know that you can make a positive impact to this world and regardless of what happens always make sure that you're stronger than what happens to you because i think that you know maturity again with that little corny quote uh life is 90 um 10 of what happens to you and 90 percent of how you react to it so <laughs> you know that's probably the best uh piece of advice i, I definitely uh, give to you know a lot of the people listening on the podcast today <laughs> Uh, that is beautiful, man, and I couldn't agree more. You know, I think, I think people get really caught up on numbers on the scales or numbers on the bars, but at the end of the day, you've got to remember why you're doing this. And for the people that succeed in this and you know get the body that they want and feel the way that they're looking for, it's the people that are optimistic about it, and it's the people that love doing it every single day and they're happy to be there. The people that drag their feet into the gym um, are never really going to get the, I guess, the full effect of what they're after. And I think that you know, also again, at the end of the day, it's. Um, um, you know about the people that you impact and I think that at the end of the day you know there's so many people in this world you can impact and you can help um, you know regardless of you know race sexuality you know interest in anything hobbies I think that you know regardless of what you do you have a gift and you should give it back to others you know and make them be the best version that they can be you know regardless of how hard it is I think at the end of the day the whole point of hi how are you <laughs> Just kids in the park. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, basically, and I think such a big key when it comes to this game in fitness. Um, you know, because there's going to be a lot of people that you know are going to say, "Hey, you know, you inspire me by lifting weights." And you know, the the last thing I thought I'd ever do is you know help people by doing something I love doing. But at the end of the day, that's what makes me love it even more. Is that you know, there's so many people out there that. You know, I love to get into fitness because it can change your life. It really can. And, you know, it's something that you should always do, you know, train until you die. That's, you know, a great saying I like to also have, you know, within myself. But yeah, definitely. Absolutely, man. And look, this and one of the biggest advice I tell people, because I understand as well for a lot of the people that listen to this podcast, they've already created that habit, right? You know, they're already, you know, doing their morning walks. They're already, you know, taking that time out to find ways to exercise because they already love it. But what a lot of people have is people in their lives that they are trying to convince that this is the way to go and this is the way to do it because you feel so amazing when you train and when you're taking care of yourself. And what I tell those what I tell those people is essentially the only way you're going to get people to do it is to lead by example and to do it every day and love it and let the results speak for themselves. And I think that goes a long way for people. And, you know, once you start to see people get on board and you get those messages that are like, hey, like you've actually, you've genuinely helped me and I'm doing this now and I'm loving it, you know, that's when it all becomes worth it. It is, you know, it gives me so much happiness and fullness to my heart knowing that, you know, at the end of the day, you can help people. And regardless of who you are, you know, you are inspiring, you are inspiring someone without even knowing it, you know, you have a lot of secret fans, trust me at the end of the day. And I think that, you know, it, it makes me again, so happy that, you know, we can universally come together, you know, within this fitness industry, even from bodybuilding, powerlifting, you know, any sort of type of sport within the fitness industry that, you know, we can all universally have something in common and that is working hard and helping people, you know, achieve the best they can. 
Absolutely, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so I'm going to wrap it up there. Um, I'd like to say thanks again Thank you. to you, Jackson. Um, absolutely unbelievable having a, having a chat to you. I just want to remind everybody again and just give the stats because they're still blowing my mind just talking to you. 20 years old at 130 kilos at his max weight, squatting 290, deadlifting 300, and benching over 150 kilos. I think that's just unreal, man. And I can't wait to see what happens to you in the next Thank few you years because that's that's a promising future, I really bro. appreciate it, man. Thank you for, uh, very much for having me Absolutely. on the podcast. No worries, my man. All right, we're going to wrap it up there. Um, I will speak to you soon, my man. I'll probably see you on Sunday over at Hammers Gym filming more uh, Hammers Definitely, workouts. Man, I can't wait to do the hashtag Hammers at home. So uh, everyone stay tuned for that as well. Can't wait to see how we go that. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. All right, man. I will speak to you awesome. soon. Thank Have you a good very one, much. Appreciate right. it. Yeah. Bye-bye.